Just a note before we start. Our show talks about touchy subjects that may be difficult for some of our listeners. Take care of yourself. If you feel you need to seek help, see the links at the end of our show notes for resources. Welcome to Touchy Subjects, the podcast that aims to make those awkward conversations around domestic and sexual violence just a little less awkward. I'm Sean. I'm Allie. And I'm Sierra. And today we're going to be discussing our top five weddings in TV. We have been very excited for this episode. This was a fun one to do. I think you're more excited for this one than the two of us, though, considering we're doing this episode specifically because you're getting married next week. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Next week is my wedding week. And let me tell you out there, listeners, my wedding has not gone to plan because of COVID. <laughs> so um, it was it was pretty heartwarming to make a list of weddings that um, that depicted lovely love, because uh, I guess that's all that matters at the end of the day. Right. Allie, without getting uh, too deep into the discussion before we really jump in. Um, are there any weddings on your list that you like are really that are really like sticking out to you that you're just like, yes, I that's my wedding. Um, yes, honestly, all of them <laughs> have an element of what has happened during my wedding planning process. So um, I will I'll I'll I'll, I'll uh, kind of go through those as we as we give the listeners our favorites. <laughs> Yeah, so basically what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of break down our lists in reverse order, so 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and kind of explain why we put them on our lists and why they're in the places that they were in. With the weddings that we chose, too, we chose more um, like healthy relationship-type weddings to, to kind of break that barrier, since what we normally talk about is all the unhealthy. We wanted to offer a different perspective into um, relationships as well. And considering that we've already kind of broken down some of those relationships where we just kind of destroyed some relationships in like The Office or broke or really hurt people's viewpoints of Disney princesses, <laughs> we figured this might be a nice change of pace. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. Um, should we get started with our, our number fives? Yeah. You want to kick us off, Allie? I sure will. All right. So my number five favorite wedding in TV shows was Phoebe and Mike in Friends. I know that it's a big shock to everybody listening that a friend's wedding made it on my list. Um, I, I think that this was just, I, I love Phoebe and Mike. I think that they have a great relationship. Um, and the, the thing that stuck out to me most about their wedding was the line where, um, you know, everything is going is not going to plan. There's a snowstorm. It's not happening. They can't get out. Um, and you know, Phoebe asks Mike, what do you, what do you want to do? And he says, I think I want to marry you today. And that's that. So, um, that was my favorite, my favorite part. It signifies to me that that's what the day was all about. All he wanted to do was marry Phoebe and vice versa. And they did just that. I also love Phoebe and Mike, and I will definitely be talking about them later in this podcast, but Oh, I just, I love their wedding so much. Fair. Definitely fair. Um, Sierra, what's your number five? Yeah. So my number five wedding is Luke and Lorelai from Gilmore Girls. 
So I chose this one. Um, one, because I love Luke and Lorelai. Um, I feel like ever since the beginning of the Gilmore Girls series, like you meet Luke and you see Lorelai together in a scene and you just know that like there's something, there's some sort of chemistry between them. And so when they finally do get married, it's kind of just like a, a finally moment or like that aha moment. Like this is what's supposed to happen. Um, I did put them as my number five just because there were a lot of things that they had to work through to get to um, the point of getting married. But I just thought it was really cool how like their wedding was really just them. It like was a small, in- intimate um, town wedding everybody in stars hollow like worked together to make the town beautiful as ever um and then they even snuck out the night before their wedding and got married prematurely just because that's their style so i just thought it was really cool that the gilmore girls series was able to wrap it up with them getting married and you know giving everybody what they wanted after especially that they were supposed to get married years before that and it never happened so i just thought it was cool that they found their way back to each other all right sean what's your number five uh, so my number five is going to be Glenn and Maggie from The Walking Dead. And part of the reason the number five is because technically they never get married on screen. They do have their wedding off screen because Glenn does propose to Maggie. And then when the next season kicks up after the proposal happened, he refers to her as his wife. So you know that they're married. It just happened off screen, which granted in an apocalyptic world isn't super probably uncommon or really strange to like not have them have a huge giant wedding ceremony but the reason that i have glenn and maggie on my list is because the two of these characters from the moment they meet each other genuinely care about each other's well-being they make sure they're constantly looking out for each other but glenn isn't the overprotective person so he's never restrictive of Maggie or when Maggie's off doing something like, yeah, he worries, but he's not going to say, no, you can't do that because of X, Y, or Z. He respects Maggie as being this very strong individual. And Maggie respects Glenn as one of the leaders in the group of people that, of the survivors at this point in the series. And I think my, my favorite part of this relationship, though, is the relationship that Glenn develops with Herschel, her dad, is that he asks her father for like, to say like hey i want to i want to marry maggie and he gives him that blessing but even before that point herschel understands that he's got her that glenn has something special with maggie and gives him his pocket watch that he was going to give to his son on his wedding day and he says it's always hard for a man to give some give his daughter away to somebody else until it isn't showing just like the amount of love that herschel realizes glenn has for maggie so it's nice in an apocalyptic series to have some kind of hope or light in there <laughs> for sure also that makes me want to cry a little bit so that's fine maybe i'm just I, a little emotional in the next two weeks it's, it's okay i told you looking at these earlier today like finalizing everything for it i was crying most of the morning yeah so yeah, yeah these tv shows have a way of uh doing that don't they um all right so that is number those are our number fives um I guess I'll go ahead and move on to my number four. Um, And my number four is Ben and Leslie from Parks and Rec. Um, Two of my favorite characters on a sitcom, uh, on a show. Um, I I love Ben and Leslie. I mean, their wedding, kind kind of like all of the other ones that we'll be talking about or the other ones on my list, definitely didn't go as planned. 
but it didn't matter. It turned out okay, right? Because their love was the center of it. Um, you're going to find that that's like a real winner idea for me today <laughs> is that like <laughs> everything's going to be okay. Um, but another reason that I really loved Ben and Leslie's wedding was because it centered around the two of them as a couple, but also individually. Um, and, and Ben and Leslie as a couple were a very healthy depiction of what it looks like to be an individual in a relationship. Um, they're very supportive of each other's dreams and goals, whether that takes them, um, you know, to a different state, a different job, um, you know, different interests. I just, I think that they are a great example of a quirky, supportive, um, really egalitarian love. It was hard for me to not have put Ben and Leslie on my list because <laughs> I do, I personally identify with Ben on a lot of things as being a very nerdy guy. So I see myself in Ben's character a lot. But yeah, their relationship is probably one of the better relationships just in a TV series in general. Yeah, super supportive. Just like, it just, it's amazing. My number four, I chose Steph and Lena from The Fosters. Um, this is actually a show that I started watching over quarantine. I never really got into it um, years ago when it was... Uh, more popular but I literally love it um I first of all I chose them as number four again not as like my top one or anything like that because throughout the show I did notice a couple of like unhealthy characteristics between Steph and Lena to one another so I just um I kind of knocked down some points for that I, I mean they did try to work through some things but other things not so much but their actual wedding was amazing. It actually wasn't even necessarily supposed to be their wedding. It was supposed to be, um, I believe, Steph's mom's wedding. And uh, she decided that she didn't want to get married that day. So she jumped in and um, um, her and Lena decided that they wanted to get married. And it was kind of like a thing because they were like, well, there's so much stuff going on in our lives. We don't really need to do this right now. But then it kind of came back and they're like, no, we want to show that our marriage is valid and that even though we say that we're married, like we have the same rights as straight people do and we should be able to get married regardless. So um, they kind of decided to do it as like a stick it to the man sort of thing. And uh, they got married at their house um, with all of their kids and all of their family and friends all around. And so it was just a really cool um, way for them to come together like that. So I really liked their wedding. So as for my number four, um, also from Parks and Rec, is Andy and April. Because the thing I love the most about Andy and April's relationship is that the two of them are the weirdest people, just in general. But their weirdness balances each other out so well that it just works. From Andy, while well, yes, being a child and acting childish, he's still able to be the be responsible when he needs to be in his relationship with April, which is a completely counter or opposite point of how he was in the relationship we see him in in the first season. And April being the person who just wants to avoid doing all adult things, still does adult things when she has to because of Andy. They jump off of each other so well, and throughout the entire series, just the jokes that they have and the care that they have for each other as well as their friends is just beautiful and especially just part of 
April's vows during their wedding. I guess I kind of hate most things, but I never really seem to hate you. Is just a great depiction of not only April's character, but also just the fact that Andy's this lovable golden retriever of a person that even the dark heart of April softens to him. I think Andy and April are a really good um, egalitarian supportive uh, relationship as well, much like Leslie and Ben. Um, multiple times during the the show, they are separated for their respective works and they still love each other through and with and because of that yeah and they also show you like even like the dumb mundane things that you have to do like as adults can be fun like when they go grocery shopping and she's like i don't want to do adult things i hate adult things he's like well we have to get like a dishwasher and like a drying rack and stuff but if you don't think for a second i'm gonna go over there and get a marshmallow shooter and shoot you with marshmallows later it's like you can make fun out of the mundane and i feel like that's a good point to have in any like long-standing relationship is even the mundane things you find fun in with each other 100 percent. all right so that takes us to the top of number three um my number three is shocker to all uh jim and pam from the office we've talked about the office a lot and we've actually talked about how jim and pam in some ways, have been problematic. Overall, um, they do have a good relationship. There are some things that we've uh, dove into and critiqued pretty hard. Um, so we'll we'll redeem them here with their wedding. But um, again, everything went wrong, but it didn't matter. It was all okay in the end. Um, you know, their, their wedding happened to be... Um, you know, Sierra, you asked earlier, do, do any of these remind me of my own wedding? And I, I would honestly say Jim and Pam's does. <laughs> um, their original thought, right, was to have a big wedding, and then they found out they were pregnant. And so their plans changed a little bit. And um, I think the most poignant thing while I, was while I was watching it, you know, relating it to my own experience was when Jim was visiting Pam in the church right beforehand and she was crying. Her veil had torn and she said, you know, I knew being pregnant that, you know, I wasn't going to get to wear the dress of my dreams or wear heels, but this was the one thing I was supposed to be able to control. And, um, and instead of, you know, saying, yeah, that, that sucks. Jim just cuts his own tie. He cuts it. He's right there with her. And, um, I don't know. It just it it made me feel like, you know what, I've had a couple of rough moments with our own wedding where I feel like this isn't how it was supposed to be and it's not fair. And I wish that I could have my original wedding plan, but when my fiance sits down with me and he's right there in the thick of it with me, I know that however it looks, it's going to be perfect. Um so that's why I like Jim and Pam's. Also, they um, made a point to go get married before their actual wedding. And I think that there's something really special about that, um, doing that moment just between um, between the couple before there's all those eyes and pressure on them. And I think, like, we've obviously hit Jim and Pam's relationship pretty hard in, like, some of our episodes. But, like, I think that's part of the point of any couple is you're going to have problems and issues pop up, but the two of them have been able to resolve the issues. Is No relationship is going to be 100% healthy 100% of the time. You're going to have problems. 
and Jim and Pam do a really good job of working together to try to resolve those things. Yeah, I really like Jim and Pam. I I love their wedding. Just like thinking back to the scenes of it, especially when you mentioned the Jim cutting his tie so that Pam didn't feel as alone while things weren't quite going her way. It was just like a, a it's kind of silly, but just like a way that they were unified together that like no matter what, this is our day and nobody's going to take it away from us whether we're wearing, you know, half a tie and half a veil or no shoes or you know whatever else the situation could throw at you so i thought that was really cool too with that my third one is um jesse and rebecca from full house um so in their 90s valentine's day wedding um it was kind of cool like researching for this one because it's something that was so long ago on tv but um i don't know it just the the memory is very vivid in my mind um so with Jesse and Rebecca's wedding, this kind of started out rocky as the wedding day was the first day that Jesse was meeting Rebecca's um, parents. And so her father had a chat with him on that day and basically was like, um, hey, there's there's really no chance for adventure once you're married. So make sure that this is what you want to do. And so Jesse freaked out and he decided that he was going to go skydiving on the morning of his wedding day. And of course, that didn't go his way because when he when he jumped out of the plane, he forgot his moose, he fell into a tomato truck, ended up in jail, again, all on his wedding day. And Becky had to come and bail him out of jail, again, on their wedding day. So things couldn't have gone any more bizarre on that day. Um, but when, you know, Becky asked, like, what are you thinking um, and there's a quote that from Jesse that's like, well, what am I going to do when I have a family jump out of a station wagon? So he felt like this was like the last thing that he had to do or could do. And so it was just really cool that they got that chance. Um, so Becky comes to bail him out and reassures him that the adventures aren't over. And in fact, they're really just starting because she'll do all that kind of stuff. And if he wants to jump out of a plane, she'll strap on a parachute and go right along with him. Um, so, and then, you know, after all of that, they end up heading back to the church. Um, all the families there, they finally get married. And then of course the sweetest thing ever is when they have, um, their reception and Jesse sings forever to Becky at the reception. My favorite scene ever. So my number three one then is Jake and Amy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I love Jake and Amy. I love that the series decided to take its time with the characters instead of forcing them together immediately. They were able to build on their friendship, and you see that friendship just grow more and more and more into that romantic love for each other, culminating with that wedding scene then, where you genuinely get to see how these two characters and how well they know each other. From Jake making sure he can do whatever he can to make sure Amy's not as stressed because he knows she's going to be stressed, like him showing up with a binder of stuff to know that he needs to do or make sure it's going to be done to take the stress off of her to Amy in their wedding, wedding vow saying, sorry, but there is another bomb at this wedding. Your butt is the bomb and there'll be no survivors and him just tearing up and saying, you're my dream girl. It's like these two genuinely have love for each other and know each other so well and they complement each other perfectly because Jake, while yes, portraying the man child character that you often see in TV series, Amy does a good job of reining him in, but he also does a good job of helping Amy not be as strict and serious of a character as she is. 
So that moves me to my number two, which is dun, 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 Jake and Amy from <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> I think this is a, is this our first repeat? Yeah. All right. So I echo all of the things that Sean says, and I want to add to about Jake and Amy that not only, um, you know, does Amy rein Jake in a little bit and Jake helps bring her out of the box, um, but they also are self-motivated to do those things for the other person, right? Like Jake is was self-motivated to um, to do whatever he could on his wedding day to make sure that Amy was not stressed. Um, that is not something that he naturally would do, but he did it because he loves her. Um, and the same with Amy. She is more uptight and she's not naturally one to partake in shenanigans. But throughout the series, she does it because Jake is there and Jake has taught her that it's a little bit more fun. Right. And so she feels like, you know what? I, I want to do this. I want to have fun with him. Um, so that's, that's one thing about them that I really like. Um, again, say it again, everything went wrong, but it turned out okay. And, um, you know, I, I just, I think that both of their vows were totally their personality. Um, the entire wedding, what it ended up being was perfect for their characters and their character arc. Um, and also I wanted to note that Amy walks herself down that aisle which I think is pretty rad because most weddings um, brides are being walked down by fathers or a father figure. Um, and she, she just walked herself down. So I echo those things. I love Jake and Amy. Um, and I think their wedding was beautiful. It was the bomb. See what I did there? But on ching <laughs> Excellent pun. Thanks. So my number two is a repeat. This is, um, Mike and Phoebe from Friends. Ayo. So <laughs> I love Mike and Phoebe's relationship. Like every part of it makes me laugh from them changing their names to Princess Consuela Banana Hammock and Crap Bag to this wedding that didn't go their way. So <laughs> I thought that the like I literally thought that this wedding was more perfect for these characters than any other wedding that they probably could have had planned. Um, so, I mean, you see in the episode that Monica essentially is in charge of planning everything, which she loves. Um, and the next day there's a huge blizzard that like, you know, stops the wedding in its track. And so, um, with that blizzard, not only was there that, but Phoebe had also gotten fed up and fired Monica from the role. So she was trying to, um, figure out how to make sure that ice sculptures don't melt and where to send people and all of that kind of stuff too. And so, um, I mean, there's so much that goes into this wedding. There's also Phoebe asking Joey to step in and walk her down the aisle because she didn't have a father figure there who could walk her down the aisle. Um, and of course then Joey doesn't even walk her down the aisle because he ends up having to officiate the wedding because their ministers snowed in and they can't finish, um, going through it. So there's really a lot that happens here and it's just total chaos, but ultimately they decide to get married right outside, right in the snow. Um, and it's, it's just perfect for them. It's exactly what they needed. And it really, it just shows how healthy of a relationship that they have that even though, nothing was going their way they were still going to make this wedding the best wedding that they could imagine so then that brings me to my number two which is ray palmer and nora dark from the legends of tomorrow 
Now, I've talked about Legends of Tomorrow a few times on this podcast because it is probably my most favorite TV show on TV currently. So if you haven't watched it, watch it. But these two characters could not have been more different when they are first introduced to the series. Ray Palmer is your Boy Scout, your typical like Boy Scout character where he's like super kind, very good, like just an overall all-around nice guy. And Nora Dark being the daughter of one of the biggest enemies of the Legends of Tomorrow and being a villain herself for a season, they're just complete opposites. But as the series progresses, Nora wanting to not be this evil person that she was and Ray being basically like, for lack of a word, the ray of sunshine for her to help her come from this dark side of herself to being this very light and kind and loving woman to even having her dad basically also one of their villains tell Ray that he needs to take care of his daughter and that he thinks that he's going to be a good fit for her and will do the right thing to be the man that he need, that Nora needs him to be. So just seeing these two characters who could not be completely more different come together and be in a genuinely loving and caring relationship where they do look out for each other and they want what's going to be best for each other without being an unhealthy, like taking it, taking it to an unhealthy place is really nice and refreshing, especially in like a superhero show where it seems like every superhero relationship that comes up is slightly unhealthy. <laughs> so it was a good change of pace. And I realize my co-hosts have nothing to say about that because they don't know who they are. Well, we don't know who those people are, but it sounds like a lovely wedding and couples. <laughs> it was a great small wedding with just the people in the crew, so. All right. I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Our number ones. Drum roll, please. Oh. I was going to no say No drum rolls. <laughs> oh, we have to do that? <laughs> All right. So. Gotcha. My number one is David and Patrick from Schitt's Creek. Obviously. Right? How can you not love David and Patrick's wedding? Okay. There are so many things to love about it, right? I I don't even know where to start, and I think that we might be talking about this twice, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I'll just go through the reasons why I chose this as my number one. First of all, this is a positive portrayal of an LGBTQ couple, um, and it's the end of the, the series, right? Like, this couple gets a happy ending and um i just i think that david and patrick are a wonderful portrayal a positive portrayal of like i said an lgbtq couple and that doesn't necessarily happen all the time you know this is a show where their love and their relationship is normal and it goes through all of the normal ups and downs of a relationship um but it's stable and this show being such strong ad being such a strong voice for this community. I just, I think that their wedding was the perfect way to end the series. Um, it was a pared down. It was a simple wedding. It was real. They had their family and friends help, you know, again, everything went wrong, but in the end it didn't matter. It was all okay. Um, and there's another part of it that I really loved, which was, Alexis, David's brother, walking him down the aisle. Um, you know, I talked about Amy walking herself down the aisle. 
uh, in my number two, but there was something really powerful about Alexis walking David, um, especially given where they started in the show. Their character arcs really just made a beautiful ending when, you know, she she's the one to 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 say, yeah, this is you know, I'm 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 your person, but now he's your person. Um, and so it's just really beautiful. And there was a lot of tears when I watched this episode multiple times. So it's fine. All right. Cue the echo because my number one was also David and Patrick from Schitt's Creek. Great minds think alike, Sierra. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I literally have nothing negative to say about this couple. I love them. Um, so if you watch Shit's Creek, you know that David was an absolute groomzilla throughout the whole wedding planning process. So you can imagine how devastating it was for him to wake up on his wedding day and see that there was a torrential downpour um, and he had an outdoor wedding planned. And he even said that um, somebody asked him, like, well, don't you have an emergency tent set up so that you can still have the wedding? And he said, well, no, because we bought the um, we bought the wood fired pizza oven, and we can't afford both. Is he? That was him. He needed everything to go his way, and he expected everything to go his way, no matter what. So, knowing all of the stress that was upon him, um, pretty much Patrick just set David aside, told him to have a relaxing day, and he'd come pick him up when it was time to get married. And Patrick rallied alongside the community, alongside David's family, um, and really just threw together a wedding that was still just as beautiful and meaningful, but just on a much smaller scale than what was originally planned for. So I thought that really did a great job at showing how much Patrick really cared about David um, and really understood how David did not operate under stress well and just kind of, you know, um, helped him to navigate this whole situation. Um, So then when their officiate canceled, of course, that was another part that Honestly, nobody really wanted to tell David about. So then his mom, Moira, ended up doing the the ceremony. Um, like Ali said, Alexis, his sister, got to walk him down the aisle. Um, and in traditional Schitt's Creek fashion, she was wearing a white bridal gown, um, which was just another funny point in David's, uh, in David's day where he just kind of looked at her and went, seriously? Um, but... All in all, him and Patrick really showed the love that they had for each other. Um, And that was just shown throughout the entire ceremony, throughout their vows. Um, With David, he was somebody who throughout the entire series was not very vocal about his feelings. And he ended up getting very teared up and vulnerable and emotional throughout his um, vows to Patrick. And Patrick is a very straightforward, tell it like it is person, and he ended up being a little bit silly with his vows and um, singing to David lyrics from, um, where is it, Mariah Carey's, um, let's see, You're My, or Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey, because the first time that um, Patrick told David that he loved him, David replied with, you're my Mariah Carey. So it was just some really kind of cool musical callbacks throughout the ceremony. Just, um, I mean, there was a couple other songs that was called back from different seasons as well, whether it be like throughout the proposal, um, all of that kind of stuff. So 
there was there was a lot of really cool stuff incorporated into their wedding that really just made it over the top um really really emotional and loving for viewers who have been following along the whole time as well as just showing the love that is together and you know the unlikely uh, meeting of the couple because we all know where David started out it was not in Schitt's Creek <laughs> so it was just really cool to see them come together um, and I absolutely loved their wedding loved them as a couple literally loved their proposal I again I have no nothing negative to say about them so I guess that brings me to my number one then. And don't worry, listeners, it is not the same as Allianz here. <laughs> because my all-time favorite wedding in any TV series is Cece and Schmidt from New Girl. Which is really funny. If you have ever watched New Girl, you know exactly how Schmidt starts off their ever first meeting. When one of the first things he ever says to her is, I'm going to be honest, I did not hear a word you said because I kind of see your party hats now. Schmidt starts the series off as a complete douchebag and over the course of the series you see him kind of retain a lot of those traits but the traits that made him a douchebag get softened to where he becomes a much better person over the course of the series and you can genuinely see the love that Cece and Schmidt have for each other as it develops because they go from being friends with benefits to trying this relationship thing out where Schmidt's belief that he's not going to be good enough for her ruins the relationship and then they go back to being just friends and they remain friends who still genuinely care for each other but in that friendly manner while still understanding that they both do have a love for that care the other person to where eventually it gets to the point where Schmidt does propose to Cece and she accepts and then you get the whole plot of them planning their wedding and even when the wedding doesn't go quite according to plan, like how almost every wedding that we have talked about so far has not gone according to plan, you get a nice scene of Cece telling Schmidt, because Schmidt is the one who is the one who more cares more about the venue than she does. And she was like, but it was your dream. He's like, I already got my dream and it's you. It's like you, so you can see the love that they have. And even when it ends, when it gets to their wedding, Schmidt learning how to do a Bollywood style dance number to do at their wedding to try and win over Cece's mom and even if it doesn't quite work to win over her mom like you can see just Cece's face lighting up the entire time that he is doing this and putting himself out there and I just I love these two characters so much because you get to see how yes you can still be friends with somebody who you may have had a relationship with that's not to say that that is going to end up with you being that with that person forever but you can still have love for someone and care about them and want what's best for them without being with them it just so happens that in cc and schmidt's case they end up together but you also get a nice kind of flip of the roles that we typically try to put on men and women in relationships where schmidt is is more of the home like homebody person where he's the one who wants to clean and like do all this other stuff and Cece's the one who is more aggressive or is going to be the one who is going to be more protective in that relationship so you get a nice flip of the traditional gender roles that we normally see and it also becomes a point where they're worried that they're not going to fit into those traditional roles for the other person but they realize that the other person doesn't need that 
They just need that. I love it. I loved this episode. You know, we really tried to um, focus on the positives. And I know that we planned on talking about some negatives, but I don't know that we should. Because I think there were so many fantastic um, positive weddings that we talked about today that we can leave it there. Because I want to have a little hope. I don't want to end on a downer because... (laughs) That's what 2020 has been for nine months. So the last nine, 10 months. Um, But I just I I think that it's important that, you know, as we do our show, we talk about touchy subjects and we talk about the harmful things that we see because the, the issues that we deal with are harmful. Right. And so it is important that every once in a while we step back and we examine where things are are good and who is doing things right. Um, and being able to enjoy those because without, without those positive things, you know, it would be pretty bleak. The, our, our media would be pretty bleak. Our world would be pretty bleak. So, um, I think that we're, we're good to skip the negatives today. You mean you don't want to end the episode on the red wedding? You know, I would prefer to not talk about the Red Wedding because it is traumatic and trying to avoid all of the traumas until I get married in two weeks. And yeah, like, and just like Ali says, like in these relationships that we talked about, or these weddings that we've talked about, it's like, sure, their relationships aren't perfect, but whose relationship is going to be perfect? I am sure we could do a full episode or full multiple episodes on talking about problems that we've had in current relationships or past relationships. And that's probably the same for everybody listening is you're going to run into those issues. The difference though, is that with all the ones that we've listed today, and I'm sure ones that we didn't even bother to list because we just did a top five for each of us, but these good portrayals of relationships have their problems, but they work through them. It's just like with Cece and Schmidt is they had an issue a lot of times in their relationship where they couldn't talk to each other or they didn't talk about what they were feeling. And eventually they got through those things and started to talk about their feelings. And that was when their relationship really started to take off. So with that, thank you all for listening today. If you would like follow up, please feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at touchy subs pod to keep up to date with what we have going on, as well as check out just some stuff that we've been posting um, make sure if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, email them to touchysubjectspodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, don't be afraid to challenge, ask, and discuss when it comes to touchy subjects.